All right. It's time for us to find out what's going on with uh, Silejo. Silejo Tzatzi's in here for Anthea this morning with the money shot. How are you, man? Very good. Good to be here good. as always. Yeah, nice to see you. All right. So how the market's looking and let's get straight into some some shares and some stocks. Yes. Yeah, so we, we had a ton of results last week. So I'm going to try group them together and look at the general themes that came through. Go ahead. Uh, so first up was the property sector. We had into reporting. Into operates uh, big major UK shopping centers. And as you can imagine, that's not going so well at the moment because of the shift to online retail, online shopping. Are they on the South African stock market? Yes, yeah, so they, they oh. dual listed. They also, they listed here in, okay. in the UK. And they reported that their rental income for 2019 is going to be down about 9%. Oh, wow. And they expect 2020 to be down, although not as bad as 9%. Um, but not a rosy outlook. Yeah, not a rosy outlook at all. They also need to sell some assets and potentially uh, go to shareholders for more money because they mm-hmm. need to bring their debt levels down. So it's a, it's a bit of a perverse cycle because as your assets become less valuable, um, your debt ratio obviously spikes up. Yeah, it goes so, up. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind so of a… I would expect that though for a property business in this country, and we can talk about Redefine and some of the others in a moment, but this is UK shopping malls. Yes. So uh, 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 is that economy not necessarily growing or do they have enough shops? Do they have too too few customers? What, what do you think? I think maybe e-commerce is a big factor. Exactly. Yeah, that's wow, happening in South Africa good. as well. Good point. A lot of retail space is, is left empty or you very can good. pick it up for quite cheap. Yes. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see 10, 15 years from now because I think we're perhaps a bit behind that in that trend uh, mm-hmm. versus a place like the UK. Uh, where does South African online retail look in perhaps yeah, five, have you, have you ever years. thought what will happen to all these shopping malls once we don't need well, them? Well, I mean, even the big retailers like um, Woolworths and uh, Pick and Pay are looking at ways now where they can create a sort of hybrid of online uh, or e-commerce and physical shopping. Sure. So that's the way it's going forward. Um, so, Zalejo, how are Redefine doing? While we're talking property. Yeah, so Redefine's in a bit of a better space than into... Um, they're still kind of... Well, the share looks like it'll perhaps be stuck over the next year or so. Um, it's on a, a forward yield of 12%. So if you buy it today and the the rating stays the same, you'll bank about 12%. Hmm. Uh, but they're saying that they also want to fix up their balance sheet a bit. So they're going to be disposing of, uh, of a few assets, about 8 billion rand worth. Um, and they they did raise about five billion rand in debt last year. Um, so it's I'd say the sector as a whole is is in a bit of a in flux at the moment. I, w- I would say. All right. Um, would you be buying property stocks now? Very cautiously. Uh, <laughs> generally, no. I th- would be my answer. Um, but I, I suppose <clears throat> here and there there are probably opportunities. Do you ever foresee a point where we're going to have saturated the shopping mall market in South Africa? Because they seem to be building them everywhere, and and it, there's just no off button. So, in my opinion, yes. I think, if anything, we're, pre- we're pretty close to that. Yeah, I think yeah. We've, we've basically done it. Yeah. Um, sure. So, I would say yes. I, th- hmm. I think that we're, we're pretty close Because a lot of that. these shopping malls, they're huge and they're empty. Yeah. They first of all, can't find anyone to to take up rental space in them. Second of all, they don't have any customers walking through them. And and we're building, or they're being built into an economy, as we'll see from the retailers uh, and their results just now. Mm-hmm. That is not really growing. Yeah. So it, yeah, I I struggle to see the the thinking behind it. Which brings us to retail. Talk me through some of those. 
Yeah, so the general theme that comes through from all of these results is that it's still very tough out there. Um, so I don't want to hop on this because every time I come through here, I say the same thing. But mm. the economy, the economy locally isn't growing and the consumer is under pressure. So if we look at a company such as Discam, for example, this right. is perhaps the one of the major uh, stories of the week. They reported that their earnings were down 38%, Oof. so yeah. roughly 40%. Now, yeah, within horrible. that… Um, there were some once-offs. Uh, so yep. they grew their sales by about 13%, and there were some once-offs within that that earnings number. Yeah. But nevertheless, the story with Discam has been that it's been a very highly rated stock, and people have looked at it and said, this could be the next clicks. So Clix has been one of the best performers on the JSE over the last um, 10 plus years. Okay. Um, Clix at the moment is on a forward 31 uh, PE uh, multiple, which is very high. So it's very highly rated. Because of that, this game has kind of enjoyed some of that halo effect. Mm -hmm. It's only listed recently. And the idea has been they can roll out a lot more stores. So they're growing off a smaller base than Clix. And so you could have a very nice growth story from this game. Up until now, though, that hasn't come through. Uh, so even in these results, you just tend to get all of these once-off uh, earnings impacts um, that that hit the earnings number. And because of that, Discam has never really, up until now, delivered on what it – Isn't it really hard if you're a Discam, for example, to know how many stores to roll out and how fast? Because obviously there are implications on, on the balance sheet for all of that. But also, if you don't get those stores out in time and you don't get them in the right places, you miss the opportunity to grow. Exactly, yes. And it's a, I, I can sympathize a bit in the sense that when you have a store expansion story as they do, mm. sometimes you have to incur costs before you actually get the, the revenue coming through from these new stores. Right. Um, but I think the shares held up very well. Um, so it was down about 9% on Monday after they put out a trading update uh, Friday before last. But throughout the week, it actually recovered very surprisingly. So it'll be inter interesting to see how it does in their next set of results all right talk to me th uh, about true worths so true worths in a difficult spot um similar to we had true worths and fashini reporting mm -hmm. both of uh, our apparel retailers true Worths had sales only up two percent um they have a uk business and sales there was flat and then in south africa sales were up three percent inflation's only about or is about four and a half so they're growing less than inflation Essentially, all they can do at the moment is manage their costs. And sure. we saw that in Fashini's numbers. Uh, so they had earnings up 3%. And a big driver of that was them growing their costs by only 4.5%. So because we don't have a lot of uh, revenue growth in the sector or the economy at the moment, the retailers are having to pull costs to okay. keep things afloat. Well, good. They're, they're sure. doing a good job of it by the sound of things. Yeah, I think given this, I don't know how much longer they can keep doing it, but at yeah. the moment they are doing a good job of it. All right, let's talk uh, a little bit about, are there any other things in, in retail you want to talk about before yeah, we go just, overseas? I would say just, just one more, AVI. Mm -hmm. um, so they do things like… Who are they like, again? Sorry? Who are they? What do they do? Yeah, so they do things like Baker's Biscuits, um, oh. Eat Some More. They've also got a clothing business and INJ, a fishing okay. um fishing business they're quite diversified they had they reported that sales and operating profit was only up two percent and it's kind of a similar similar story not much growth coming through but it's a very well managed high quality company so does that tell you a story about the south african economy then i think that mm. encapsulates it yeah, yeah.
All right, let's go overseas then and look at some offshore stocks. Uh, Richemont, which is owned by, um, among others, the, the, the Rupert family. Yes, so they own Cartier, probably one of the uh, bigger brands. They actually had pretty decent results. The problem was Hong Kong, which is a, a big territory for them, was down just over 10%. Well, that's because it's an unstable place at the moment, right? Ex- exactly. Nobody's yes. buying fancy watches and uh, mm-hmm. and Not even buying Hong Kong in Hong yeah. Kong. <laughs> no. no. So, <laughs> so at the moment, that's obviously a big market that's kind of close to them right now. Yes. Uh, so China, Hong Kong, and Macau are 25% roughly of wow. Richmond sales. So if you're down there 10%, that's obviously going to have a big impact. Mm-hmm. And then they're also investing very heavily into e-commerce. Oh. Which is, which is quite interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they, cause it's one thing to do e-commerce for, you know, your general groceries, but to do it for high-end luxury will be quite interesting. Hmm. Um, and then they also commented that they're not looking to buy Tiffany. So right. one of their big rivals, LVMH, which owns Louis Vuitton, made a bid of roughly $15 billion for Tiffany a couple of weeks ago. And everybody thought, well, Richemont's going to now counter that with their own offer. Exactly, yes. They haven't. Yes, and they've basically, they've without saying it, they said, we're not going sure. in there. Okay. How about Uber? Yes, so Uber is going through a tough time. Um, they, re- they listed in May of this year. And the shares down about 40% since then. <sighs> On Wednesday, uh, the lockup for when insiders could sell expired. So you would think that's going to put additional pressure on the, sh- uh, on the share. And they reported in their third quarter results that they've now lost about $2.5 billion in the first nine months of this year. So essentially, investors, are, every time you go on an Uber ride, you're being subsidized by investors because it's, it is not profitable at wow. all. That's hectic. Huh? It's, it's, yeah, it's quite, the numbers are staggering. All right. Well, how about Expedia? They're a, they're a travel website, right? Yes. Yes. So, uh, an online travel agent or OTA. And they were saying that Google is essentially, uh, infringing on their territory. And they're doing this by, so every time you put a travel query into Google, Mm -hmm. instead of, that going instead of an Expedia link popping up, more of that traffic is being sent to a Google product like Google Flights or mm. Google Hotels. Doesn't surprise me. Yes, uh, and Google's gotten into trouble f- for uh, behavior like this in the past, and you know, anti-competitive. Uh-huh. Um, Expedia was down twenty-seven percent on the day that they reported these results because no one wants to compete with Google, essentially. So, right. as an investor, when you when you see you know the words Google is is killing us, you just want to head for the doors and run. Mm. Yeah, because there's no point. You can't fight this eight hundred pound gorilla. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. It's just terrifying. So Google again showing you that they are not friendly. They are probably your your biggest fear. Probably your worst nightmare. If yeah, because they know everything and then they use it against us. God damn it. What are we going to do? All right, Salejo, anything else you want to throw in? So one other interesting thing was Alibaba's Singles Day. Um, oh, yes. We had some numbers from that. So That's always their biggest sales day. Right? Exactly, yes. Um, kind of equivalent to Black Friday. Right. Um, and they reported – so they generated $8.7 billion of sales in the first 20 minutes of, of that day. which $8.7 billion dollars just think about that it, it's in one it's day boggling which it's puts insane it, yeah it puts the scale of of that business into context
Wow, good for them. All right, thank you so much. Pleasure. Always good always. to see you. Thank you, Seleva. Seleva Tatsi is from. Um, he's also in the money shot. He's doing it for Anthea this week, but he's uh, he's from uh, Cartesian Capital as well. Cliffcentral.com.